0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, in the modern world, numbers don't seem to hold a lot of meaning for us, at least the way they did in ancient cultures. But the sacred liturgy draws much of its symbolism from the Scriptures, which although they are divinely inspired, also reflect the culture of the Near East of its time. If we are to understand why we pray the way we do, it's important to understand why the imagery of numbers, which may be so foreign to us, informs rather a lot of how we do church. Around the Easter season we note that numbers are really important. Seven, eight, nine, forty, fifty? But are they not just, I don't know, arbitrary conventions of tradition? Or is there more at play here? Pope Benedict XVI, before his election as sovereign pontiff, wrote a book called Seek That Which Is Above, which has a number of really profound meditations on the Feast of the Ascension which the praying church commemorates today. He has perhaps the best explanation I've ever read on all of this, so I would like to quote at length from this master of theology. Since the most ancient times, the church has underlined her great feasts by not restricting them to a single day, but giving them a whole octave of days. The celebration resounds for a whole week and is renewed on the eighth day. The seven days completed by the eighth symbolize the totality of time and its transcendence into eternity. The week-long feast encompasses a basic unit of human life and thus stands as a foretaste of the freedom of eternal life, a sign of hope and peace In the midst of earthly days in toil. The church has rendezvous to help us experience Easter as the Feast of Feasts, as the basic reason for all celebration and joy, by causing the Easter octave to last for seven times seven days. So the Feast of Pentecost on the 50th day after Easter is not in fact an entirely new feast. It rounds off the circle of the seven times seven days, which signify our breaking out of subservience to time into the boundless joy of the children of God, a joy uninterrupted by any striking of the hour. These 50 days are the answer to the 40 days of tribulation and preparation by which the church leads up to Easter. In the Old Testament numerology, 40 signified the age of the world. It is an intensification of four, which recalls the four corners of the earth, and hence the brokenness, the finite, incomplete, and toil some nature of all earthly existence. The 40 prepare for the 50, the fragmentary for the complete, and the Lord's resurrection is at the axis of both. Even through this temporal arrangement, the church has provided a profound psychological interpretation of what Easter means and how we can and should celebrate it. For all of these things, far from being liturgical games, are translations of the mystery in terms of our life. They are where the unique and once-for-all event with a capital E meets life in its daily newness. The time between the Feast of the Ascension and the Feast of Pentecost is also the template by which Catholics often celebrate what we call a novena. And what Catholic doesn't like a novena, right? Those nine days of prayer for a specific intention. The nine days of intense prayer that the Apostles and the Blessed Mothers spend in the upper room after Jesus ascends into heaven and before the paraclete descended upon them like tongues of fire and the sound of a mighty wind, all of that gives us a pattern for our prayer as well. Nine days of prayer is not just some kind of vain repetition. It is a pattern on which we model our prayer after that of the first generation of Christians before they received extraordinary graces. The liturgical reform after Vatican II allowed bishops to transfer the Feast of the Ascension from the 40th day to the Sunday after it, where it replaces the seventh Sunday of Easter in the octave of the Ascension. In our own regions, the bishops took advantage of that permission a long time ago because they thought the ascension was too important to leave to a holy day of obligation that is also, unfortunately, a work day in our country. But this decision also completely upsets the delicate balance of the symbolism of the liturgy. And I know nobody asked my opinion, but... I think if the Lord Jesus wanted to ascend into heaven on the 43rd day after his resurrection from the dead, he would have done that because he foresaw that in 2022, that feast would be a work day in secular countries. But here we are. And so we observe the traditional day in the extraordinary form and the transferred day in the ordinary form. But either way... The mystery that we celebrate is a powerful one. Our Lord's time on this earth totally changed human history. And that means one day, time and space will have no more hold over us at all. As by grace we are caught up into a heaven on that endless day of bliss, that heaven, which is the risen Lord himself,